Hello everyone and welcome back to the Scouting Guide Podcast. In this podcast, we're going to try to read all the Mary Patch books that Scouting has to offer and talk about all things Scouting. In this episode, we are going to be continuing reading the Emergency Preparedness Mary Patch book. If you're following along, we are in the middle of page 49. Now, let's begin. One way to get the attention of a rescue aircraft is to use a mirror to aim a beam of reflected sunlight at the plane or at a helicopter. See the sidebar and signaling with a mirror. If you do not see or hear an aircraft, sweep the horizon with your reflected sunbeam anyway. This tiny flash of light can be seen for 50 or more miles. You can make a signaling mirror using an empty can. Cut out the lid or bottom of the can. Then you are ready. If you are lost and have none of this equipment, you could use a smooth, wet piece of wood, a flat rock, or anything that will reflect some sunlight. When you hear a helicopter or low-flying search plane, move to a safe place in an open area and lie on the ground on your back with your arms and legs spread. This will provide an excellent opportunity for detection by the crew. You can also talk to a pilot with body signals. Most pilots know the universal language. Learn the 11 standard body signals illustrated in, in this chapter. Know the how to read a pilot, too. A pilot says yes by dipping the nose of the plane up and down, zigzagging or fishtailing. The plane means no. If your message has been understood, the pilot will rock the plane from side to side or flash green lights with a signal lamp. If your message has not been understood, the pilot will make a complete right-hand circle or flash red lights. Search and rescue. In planes where people get lost frequently, such as in a mountainous or wilderness areas, volunteer search and rescue teams have formed to meet the need. Searchers in helicopters and on horseback, as well as trained dogs, and all try to find lost people. In some planes, scouts and volunteers have special search and rescue activities and participate actively in operations. If your troop is called to be part of a search and rescue team, you must be familiar with the basic search tactics and direction methods. Along with the search method shown on the previous page, a simple search might also involve a large number of small teams checking natural and artificial features in the area. This could include trail checkings, hiking a trail to see whether a lost person is walking it, ridge running, taking a quick route along high ground to search valleys from above, and checking buildings, drainage areas, caves, or other potential hazards. The emphasis is on making a quick check of the most obvious places a person may get lost. Avalanche. An avalanche is a mass of snow, earth, rock, or other material that sweeps down a mountainside or precipitate. There are sometimes called snow slides, rock slides, or landslides. The best way to protect yourself against any kind of avalanche is to avoid climbing or skiing in dangerous high country without an experienced guide. Experienced climbers and hikers know how to identify and avoid places where snow slides or rock slides might start. Rock slides. Never throw rocks in a high country or worse yet, push boulders off of a high cliff. Falling rocks will hit and loosen other rocks. Before you know it, a rock slide could be tumbling down. Loose rocks are most likely to fall when early morning sun melts any ice that held the rocks in place on rocky slopes. Heavy rain will regain the soil and commence rocks together. During rainstorms, do not hike, stand, or camp in the fall zone of a cliff. Know the different types of rocks. For example, shale breaks apart more easily than other types of rock. You will often find piles of rocks, called tulas, also known as cairns, at the base of the cliffs. Avoid tula slopes when you can. If you must cross one, do so carefully. Do not walk directly behind or below someone else. As with all backcountry hiking, stick to trails. Do not take shortcuts or cut across switchbacks. Snow slides. 
According to FEMA, F-E-M-A, each year about 19 people die in snowslides, avalanches, in the United States. As skiing and snowmobiling become more popular in the many areas, snowslides will become more common, unless people take precautions. Stay out of the mountain areas after a heavy snowfall or a strong windy storm. Let the snow settle for at least three days. Checking the state and local avalanche advisories before going out. The USDA Forest Service can help. Stay off slopes that the faces the sun, which will melt the snow and make it more dangerous. Sounds that suggest crackling or settling of the snowpack may indicate danger. If there is a high avalanche risk, avoid the backcountry. Within ski area boundaries, the snowpacks is carefully managed. Avoid the bottoms of narrow valleys, ravines, and gulches, especially if they are below steep slopes. Always use the buddy system and carry a shovel, snow probe, and transceiver for communication. You can learn to judge the character of snow with the probe. If you find yourself on a snow slab or other avalanche danger spot, go straight downward or upward, not across. Move one person at a time. If you are likely to fall on your skis, it would be safer to remove them and not fall. If you are caught in a snow slide, try to get your skis off. When the snow hits, move your arms and legs in a swimming motion to keep yourself upright and try to keep your head above the surface. As the avalanche settles, use every bit of strength you have to force your head to the surface. Push away any accumulation of snow from your face to form an air pocket that will allow you to breathe. If you see others caught in a snow slide, watch carefully so that you will be able to tell rescuers a general idea if they will disappear. Also, keep an eye out for a second slide, which often follows the first. Boating accident. The two main causes of boating injuries are not having a Coast Guard approved life jackets for everyone on board a boat and not wearing them, not keeping a proper lookout, that is, not paying attention to where the boat is going and then ramming into something. If your family has a boat, check the equipment and make sure that the boats are in good repair and working order. Be sure to carry a waterproof emergency locator beacon or a cell phone secured in a waterproof bag. If you have a power boat, carry fire extinguishers, popper lights, an emergency paddle, and an anchor chain onboard motors to the boat. Know the boat's capacity, the number of people it can carry safely, which is shown on a metal plate of the boat. Do not take more people aboard than the stated capacity. If you must move around in a boat, stay low and in the center and hold on to the sides. If your boat capsizes, hang on to it unless it is on fire. Wait for help. Do not try to swim for land. It is easier for rescuers to see a capsized boat than a lone swimmer in cold water huddled together in or on the capsized boat to delay hypothermia. Observe the rules for water travel. See the motorboating mare badge pamphlet. Do not run a motorboat through or close to a swimming area. When you approach a landing place, slow to a speed less than 5 miles an hour. Keep an eye on the weather. Head for home or the nearest place where you can tie up before a storm reaches you. Know the standard dress codes, calls, and signals so that you can give the proper calls in case of an accident. If you have a radio telephone, you can send official distress calls, such as the standard mayday. Repeat the calls three times, followed by the boat's call letters, name and position, and describe the trouble you can also rapidly and repeatedly sound your horn, bell, or whistle. Fly your flag upside down. Blink your white range light or spotlight using the standard SOS signals. Three short blinks, three longer blinks, three short blinks. Fly an orange emergency signal flag. It shows an emblem of a black circle and square on it. Or send up a flare. Weather-related emergencies. 
As the Storm Prediction Center in Norman, Oklahoma, meteorologist keeps a careful eye on the nation's weather. The center issues wa- washes to local net- National Weather Service forecast centers when severe weather is possible. When severe weather and or dangerous conditions are occurring, the local forest office issues warnings, which are announced on NOAA weather radio as well as on commercial radio and television. Watches and warnings are issued for weather events such as winter storms, tornadoes, severe thunderstorms, high winds, and flash floods. Advisories are issued when weather might cause serious or dangerous conditions. A common advisory may alert motorists to hazards such as slippery roads during wintry weather or bolsters of rough winter during high winds or people with health considerations during heat waves. Meteorologists rely on weather radar to provide information about developing storms. The National Weather Service has installed dropper radio stations throughout the country that allow them to issue life-saving warnings before severe weather hits. Flood. If you live along a river or any natural drainage system, floods can be a threat even if it is not raining in your area. Your family should learn the safest route from your home to high, safe ground in case you might leave your home. Evacuate. Your local Red Cross chapter will be able to give you background information about the flooding that has occurred in your area. Find out whether your home is above or below flood stage level. Flood watches and warnings are transmitted by radio, television, loudspeakers, and sirens. Know what the warning system is in your area. When a warning sounds, follow instructions. If you are told to evacuate, do so recommended by using recommended roads. Know your community flood evacuation plan. Before a flood happens, you can do things to help prevent injury to yourself and others and reduce property loss. Store drinking water in as many portable containers as you can, but not in juice or milk jugs or cartons, in case water service is cut off. You could even fill bathtubs and sinks. Have emergency supplies ready and get them into the highest inside of your home. If you must evacuate, take these supplies with you. During your flood watch, you can take other preventive measures if you have time. Bring outside equipment indoors or tie it down. Garbage cans, outdoor grills, lawn furniture, tools, anything that floats or can be carried along by floodwaters can be in danger. Sandbags can help flood waters from your home, but do not pile them up against the foundation of the house. It is better if water can get into the cellar. This will equalize the water pressure inside and outside the foundation and help prevent damage to the foundation of the house. Unplug electrical appliances and equipment. Get your parents to turn off the gas returning to appliances. Remember that a professional must turn the gas back on. If there is time, help them move furniture to high points in your home. If you are caught in your home by rising waters, move to the second floor if you have one, and then to the roof if necessary. Take your emergency supplies, including warm clothing, flashlights, and a battery-operated radio, and wait for help. Do not try to swim for safety. Rescue teams will be looking for you, and floodwaters can be deadly. If you are advised to evacuate by car, do so immediately. If you wait, you could become trapped by flooded roads. Do not drive over flooded roads. Parts of the highway might already be washed out. If your car stalls, abandon it. Floodwaters can rise rapidly and sweep away your car and whoever is in it. When floodwaters go down, throw away food, even canned goods, that come in contact with floodwaters because the water may have been contaminated. If your home has its own water well, have the water trusted before anyone drinks it. 
Make sure anything electrical is completely dry before you use it. Tornadoes. Tornadoes can lift a house off its foundation and throw cars up into the air. Even the most well-built home can be leveled. So recognized and pre preparation are always very important aspects of tornado emergency preparedness. In some situations, tornadoes happen every year. Find out how often they occur where you live. Tornadoes happen most often between April and June, but can occur any time of the year. Be prepared by paying attention to the weather, knowing and looking for signs of severe weather and potential tornado. Topsy-turvy clouds often appear, sometimes bulging and downward instead of upward. It may rain heavily or hail before a tornado. Skies may take a dark greenish color. Before a tornado hits, the wind may die and everything may become very still. Everyone in your family should know the difference between a tornado watch and a tornado warning. A watch means that tornadoes are possible and conditions are fa favorable for them to develop. A warning means that one has been sighted. During a tornado warning, you and your family should move to your pre-planned place of safety. At home, this should be in a basement or a storm cellar or a windowless interior room, even a closet, on the lowest floor of your home. Stay away from windows. Windblown objects may break the glass. Take cover under a piece of heavy furniture and hold on to it. Cover yourself with blankets or pillows if you can. If you live in a mobile or manufactured home, do not stay there. Get out and find shelter. If you live in an area that has lots of tornadoes, your school will have plans for what to do during a tornado warning. The safest place is an interior hallway on the lowest floor. Auditoriums, cafeterias, or gyms that have big, poorly supported roofs are not safe. This is a good advice for public places, too. Get to an interior hallway or restroom. Stay away from glass. If you are in a car during a tornado warning, get out of the car and find shelter in a building. If there are no buildings or aren't, is no time to get into one, lay flat in a nearby ditch, gully, or depression away from the car. Shield your head with your hands and arms. Never try to drive away from a tornado. They can do zigzags, figure eights, and U-turns. You might certainly find yourself driving straight into the one. After a tornado, be prepared with your first aid skills and your duty to help other people. Hurricane. Anyone living in a hurricane-prone area should be prepared for hurricanes. Be weather alert during hurricane season. Listen to local weather reports and NOAA weather report for hurricane progression reports. A hurricane watch is issued when there might be a hurricane within 24 to 36 hours. A warning means a more serious and is issued when hurricane conditions, winds of 74 miles per hour faster, in high water and rough seas, are expected in 24 hours or less. Plan with your family what to do during hurricane watches or warnings. Take patio furniture, tools, trash cans, and loose lumber inside the house or tie them down. Have an adult shut off electricity and water. Unless authorities advise differently, leave natural gas services turned on because it may take weeks before a professional to restore gas services after a major storm. And you may need gas for heating and cooking after the storm. Store a supply of safe drinking water. Park your car in a garage or at least away from the trees and poles. If there is time, help your parents close and board up the windows of your home. Do not leave any windows up uncovered because of the direction of hurricane winds, changes that the storm passes overhead, treating all sides of the home. You might have to leave your home, especially if you live in a coastal area. If local emergency managers, by means of radio, television, or loudspeaker, advise people in your community to evacuate, Go where you are told and travel only on roads they tell you to use. Government and disaster relief agency officials will tell you where to get emergency housing and food.
Top off fuel tanks well in advance of a storm moving your way. Fueling during an evacuation may be time-consuming and difficult. Be aware that traffic signals outages can occur when the power is out. If you are camping along or near a seashore when a hurricane watch is issued, immediately strike camp and leave the area. Other emergencies. Some emergency situations can occur when you are on your way home from school and far from your emergency kit and other crisis tools. If you are alert and prepared while out in public, you will be able to respond appropriately if faced with an emergency situation. Do not panic, but remain calm and clear-headed. Earthquake. Find out how earthquake-prone your area is and know how to be prepared. Additionally, if you live near the coast, you should be aware that an earthquake can trigger a tsunami. When an earthquake strikes, stay calm. Do not run. If you're indoors, drop to the floor. Cover yourself with something, such as blankets or pillows, for protection from falling glass and other objects. And hold on to something sturdy. Get beneath the nearest table, bench, desk, or other strong overhead support. If there is no sturdy furniture nearby, sit against an inside wall, preferably in the basement. Stay away from windows and outside doors. If other people are in the building and can hear you, shout instructions to them so they know what to do too. If you are outdoors, stay there. Do not run near do not run near buildings. Head for the nearest vacant lot or the widest street. You should be out in the open where you cannot get hit by falling wires, crumbling chimneys, or collapsing walls. After the tremors are over, if your parents are home, get to them and check for gas leaks. If you smell gas, open the windows and doors and get out of the house. Call 911 or the gas company from a neighbor's phone. If you are in a car during an earthquake, the driver should pull off the road and park in the open, away from power lines and wires. Stay in the car until the tremors are over. When you continue, drive slowly and help the driver watch for fallen objects, down power lines, and broken and otherwise dangerous roadways. Aftershocks are similar quakes that can occur in the hours, days, and weeks after a large earthquake. Be prepared for them as if for an earthquake. They can be strong enough to knock down anything that remaining tremors have not weakened. Foodborne diseases. If you eat food or drink beverages that are contaminated with harmful bacteria or toxins or parasites, you can get a foodborne disease or food poisoning. Common symptoms are nausea, vomiting, abdominal cramps, and diarrhea. About 250 different foodborne illnesses have been identified. Such diseases can be a big problem, but recognizing where and how the problems might occur and taking some simple precautions can go a long way in avoiding them in an emergency situation. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention suggests five simple precautions that you can take to help reduce the risk of getting a foodborne disease. Cook the food thoroughly and particularly meat, poultry, and eggs. Separate your food to avoid cross-contamination or bacteria moving from one food or place to another. Wash your hands after you touch raw meat. Wash utensils and cutting boards, too. Store food items separately. Chill. Leftovers right away. Bacteria grows quickly at room temperature. Keep cold cuts, meat, and dairy products covered and refrigerated. Discard any food that has been left in an open-air container and unrefrigerated for a long time. Cooking that food and or chilling it will not make it safe to eat. Clean fruits and vegetables thoroughly under running water. Wash your hands with soap and water before handling the food. Report any suspected foodborne illnesses to your local health department. If agencies designed to help in emergency situations do not know about when and how stations arise, they will not be able to develop ways to prevent future emergencies. Botulism caused by a toxin secreted from bacterium is the most serious foodborne of food poisoning. 
People usually become infected by eating home-preserved foods that was not properly washed and preserved. Throw away any foods that you think might be spoiled. If you find yourself in an emergency situation and you must eat home-canned foods that may be spoiled, boil the food for at least 15 minutes. This process will make all the toxins completely inactive. Food and Camping Campers can easily get foodborne diseases, and having cramps, nausea, diarrhea when you're in the wilderness is not something anyone wants. Here are some tips that you can use for safe camping food practices. Plan meals so that you do not have any leftovers. If you do have leftovers, do not eat them. Throw them away or pack them out. Plan meals that require little chilled food as possible. If you have a camp cooler, do not stretch the ice. Get more when you need to so that the food stays cold enough. If food has been at room temperature for more than two hours, do not eat it. Be absolutely certain that any edible foods you collect near camp are safe to eat. With many plants, such as mushrooms, or only trained experts can identify which ones are safe. Toxic Chemical Spills and Releases Each year, approximately 29,000 liquid chemical spills or gas releases, 25 per day, or 3 events per hour, are reported. Some examples include the releases of gas used by manufacturers in their facilities. A liquid chemical spill from a truck or train involved in an accident or chemicals released onto a waterway. Such events have caused many deaths and injuries and have resulted in evacuation from the spill or release areas. The releases can be huge and affect entire cities or relatively small and affect only a small neighborhood or the immediate site of the spill. Whatever the size of the spill, you need to know what to do and if you are nearby. All states and countries have an incident response program for hazardous materials spills and releases. Many also have a community warning system to notify residents by telephone, text messages, email, television, scrolling banner, or siren in a local loudspeaker system whenever an emergency occurs. In most cases, the state or country system will tell you whether it is best to evacuate the area or to shelter in place, such as your home. If you are directed to shelter in place, go inside right away and close all doors and windows. Don't forget to close the flue on any fireplace and turn off any ventilation systems that draw in outside air. When local authorities declare the event over and the situation is safe again, you can go about your normal business. But if you or anyone in your family is feeling ill, having trouble breathing, or complaining of a burning sensation in the eyes or mouth, throat or lungs, you need to make sure that they go to their nearest hospital right away. Near nearly all the symptoms can be successfully treated if addressed quickly enough. Nuclear Power Plant Emergencies About 100 nuclear power plants currently operate in the United States. While there have been few nuclear accidents at these plants, an earthquake and a tsunami in March 2011 triggered a serious accident at a nuclear power plant in Fukushima, Japan.